Hey, it's Beth here. Episode 439. Okay. You know how I'm trying to stay sane. And it's harder and harder because I do watch the news and I I can't stay under my bed all the time. So anyway, but something's happened which I kind of think has a chance. And it's written by, this book was written by this woman named Monica C. Parker. The title is Tortured, but it goes like this. The power of wonder, the extraordinary emotion that will change the way you live, learn and read and lead, learn and lead. Okay, that's a, that's a hell of a title. But what she says is maybe truly what we need to do because seeking out happiness, searching for happiness is too hard. It's it's impossible to find and it's impossible to hold on to. So she says that the Greek philosophers thought of happiness as a gift granted by the gods. The word happiness actually comes from an Icelandic root word hap, which means luck, which uh, kind of makes me, you know, I always wanted to write the book when good things happen to bad people. I do think happiness is a bit of luck that happens to you. You're in the right place at the right time, blah, 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 all that. So it goes on to say that we've been searching for happiness. We buy everything, commercials, everything is driven by happiness. I bought a Cuisinart in my late 20s and I thought it was gonna make me happy. I was so completely disappointed that it didn't. I fall into this all the time too, but it's really, it's really amped up with everything on the internet and everywhere at the very same time that we are chronically unhappy there are 280 million people with depression 40 million people in the United States states suffer from anxiety and depression it's just not working and everybody says okay especially her that the phenomenon of misjudging what you think will make you happy is called effective effective forecasting that's my Cuisinart we miswant a lot of things, and when we get them, we're not happy, and it makes the depression worse. That thing at Cuisinart was like so expensive back in the day, like $240 for an appliance. Nobody did that. I had to do that, and it didn't work. So she talks about the best gurus and philosophers and everybody marketing about, you know, happiness, and we're chasing the wrong rabbit, like Elmer Fudd. We're chasing the wrong rabbit. So why not produce wonder? This is the point. Each of us has experienced wonder. It's a universal emotion and it has happiness and fear and everything in it. Everyone knows the goosebumpy feeling you have when you see a grand vista or a child taking their first step. It's an experience, no matter if it's big or small, that nobody can take away from you. We need to seek out wonder. I remember wonder in my childhood, two experiences. One time we were having this party in our backyard and my parents were getting along and they invited neighbors and we had a blow up pool in the backyard and it was a perfectly sunny day and everyone got along. And the wonder of that day, I still feel it. I can feel it. It's captured in my DNA. I can get it. Then another one I had was, I was eight or nine, and I was told by a horrible neighbor, neighbor Gail Buchanan, I'll never forget it, 
that there wasn't a Santa Claus. I said, yes, there was. She took me to her parents' trunk of her car and there were all these Christmas toys in it. So that year Christmas was horrible to me, horrible. I was so depressed, I was too young not to believe in Santa Claus. She was an older kid and she just ripped my happiness out of my heart. So Christmas morning comes and I don't even care. I go downstairs and there in the middle of the living room, right by the Christmas tree is a eight foot high, 12 foot long, the bones of a Tyrannosaurus Rex made out of styrofoam. My father had built it, took up the entire living room. The wonder of that, I can still feel it. And you know, I mean, it's gonna make me cry, but okay, Santa Claus was dead. He was never existed, but my father did exist. And he could do this wondrous thing. And so I lost Santa Claus, but I had a father, a really good one. And so, but the wonder of that moment of seeing it with the Christmas lights on and the dawn coming, just the glow of it, the wonder of it. So, and those go way back and I've had wonderful, wonderful, wonder moments, like wonderful moments. Just, so I think this is a really good answer. And it even goes on and it goes, when you're grieving, they, it says in one big study that widows and widowers, and of course, you know, parents who have lost children, that it's better for you to remember the positive and the negative times. It's more balanced. And it, the mixed emotions, there's something sublime about that aspect of making them human again. And how fragile life can be, and the impermanence, and just the wonder of the good days and the bad days. And we have to try to do this, this very person, oh my gosh, and this is the amazing thing, this is why I trust this person so much. Monica C. Parker, you will not believe this. I, I'm just gonna call her Monica Parker. I don't like initials. She has been an opera singer, a museum, a museum exhibition designer, and a homicide investigator, defending death row inmates, all in one lifetime. She looks like she's maybe 48 or 50. So she was an opera singer, a museum exhibition designer, and a homicide investigator. Ah, uh, wow, is all I can say. So I'm listening to her and I'm, I'm going to try to do this. And she said, even when something horrible happens, like on television where you're looking at, you know, a terrible hurricane, she says, try to make your mind think about how they will rebuild, to look into the eyes of the people, you know, those can-do guys and women who just start cleaning up immediately, to look at them and to see them and the wonder in them. And I'm thinking, okay, I am gonna try to do this. Because she says, wonder doesn't just bestow resilience. In fact, in side-by-side -side comparisons with researchers, wonder's quantum benefits are greater than that of happiness. Wonder makes us more creative and more desirous of studying the world around us. It makes us humble, less materialistic, more generous and a better community member. Wonder-prone people are more likely to perform better in school and work and build healthier relationships. Wonder 
makes us less stressed and feel like we have more time. I mean, that's great for an old person. A very pro-social emotional experience. Wonder quite simply makes us better at life and more tolerant of people. You look at everyone and you just wonder about their lives. And if they do a little kind gesture, like this started for me because David and I were doing Meals on Wheels and we were at the end of the shift, you know, we dropped off meals, people were okay. We come outside, we're looking at his car, there's something wrong with the headlight. This woman who we're not even delivering to comes up and they start talking about his car. And she tells him at the end that she thinks he's taking beautiful care of his car and it's just lovely to see. And he looks at her and he said, you made my day. And then this woman, this beautiful smile, and she said to him, that's just what I was trying to do. The stranger was just trying to make his day. And when she did make his day, the smile on her face, the happiness, just made me start wondering. And then I saw this article and I've been reading and reading and reading, trying to find a problem with this philosophy and I can't anywhere. There's a lot written about it. <clears throat> it just creates a more generous sensation then happiness is really sort of something you bring into yourself but when you see a baby walk take a first step or whatever you're happy for them the wonder is in them so it makes you look out you know and i'm gonna go to two little playgrounds and i know i look like a suspect and not a prospect um and a voyeur or a stalker or something if someone comes up to me and is suspicious or something, I'm going to say, I'm just waiting for my grandchild. And I am waiting for my grandchild who hasn't been born yet. I can't even, that's not even in a relationship where he's married. It's like, but I'm waiting for my grandchild. And while I'm waiting for my grandchild, I just want to look at your kids. That's all. Next week, and you know, we're going through a whole lot, but next week we are going to New York. And, you know, we, I could be clipped by like a baby seal. I mean, it's, it's not safe, I get it, but we're going anyway, and we're gonna see two plays, and plays make me wonder. Traveling, instead of having wanderlust, I have wanderlust. I just love getting on a plane. I can't believe it goes up in the air. I can't believe a city could be so big as New York, and I really can't believe the theater exists. I can't believe people get on wooden planks and create a world right in front of your face. Not like a movie where they do take after take. This is happening right now. So we're gonna see this play called Goodnight Oscar. It's about Oscar Levant and Jack Parr. My dad was madly in love with Jack Parr. He actually knew him in New York, everybody knew him. There were just a few bars everybody went to. He was a heck of a guy. He was generous and Oscar Levant was a raconteur the funniest guy ever. So he goes to, he's got a, emotional problems and everything, and he goes to a sanitarium, and he's getting very depressed. Jack Parr and his crew bust him out of the sanitarium and get him on the show that night. This is the story about that. And I wonder about that too. Like the beauty of helping your friends so much, taking so much risk to do it. So Sean Hayes is in it. I can't wait to see it. And then
Kit loves Tom Stoppard. We're going to see. He's got a new play, and it's doing well. And it's called Leo Podstadt. I learned how to pronounce it in um, German. It's the story of his childhood. We're going. And we're going to our favorite restaurant. And we're going to walk in Central Park, which I, I'm in wonderment about, too. That something so beautiful could be in the center of so much chaos. And that most people could be so kind. And that it functions. And flowers and people don't stamp on them. They don't wreck them. And the museum, maybe I'll get to the museum and I'll, I'll look at, I love Etruscan jewelry. I wonder how could they have done it? Some of the pieces, jewelers can't even replicate them today. It's just impossible beauty. And that's my thing. I mean, I have an orchid, I look at it, it's impossibly beautiful. I love to go to gardens, you know, nurseries and just look at the beauty of the flowers. This is what I'm gonna do with my time. And I'm gonna look at kids and I'm gonna, if I can make someone stay, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna stop looking at what I want for myself. Like to fill that void or whatever, that big old happiness cavern that is impossible to fill. I'm just gonna look around at all the wonder around me, all the people who are sweet, all the babies and children who are beautiful, all the moms that are great, and all the puppy dogs and dogs that are really happy. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna look out and not in. I'm gonna try it. So I'll get back, I'll report back on New York when I come back. I'm so excited. We haven't been anywhere in four years. I haven't been I mean, we haven't been on a trip together. We haven't done anything. This is like really coming out of the pandemic and going back to my favorite thing. I think of Broadway plays as a hobby, like people ski or whatever, walking down the streets, looking in the windows, getting a hot dog, going to really nice restaurants. That's my hobby. And I haven't done it for four years and we're going. I'm so excited. So I have to, and I'm gonna look at all the people because I people watch there. But I should people watch in Austin. There are people here too. It's a wonderful city too. It's a wonderful suburb. Even my, you know, like, you know, I live in a, a subdivision. It's got a playground. It's got a kiddie pool. If I don't get arrested, if I can just not look terribly insane, you know, if I cannot, you know, if I can just relax and just enjoy what I'm looking at. Maybe I'll even go to a dog park. I mean, just to see people happy, just to see children embracing life and looking ahead and young parents looking ahead. That is, to me, the most beautiful thing in the world. So wonder, look for wonder. If you like nature, go out in nature. You like shopping? Go look at stores. Don't judge what you think is wonderful. Just go look at it more. Take it in more and not on an internet screen. Get out, look at people, try. I mean, I know everybody's driving horribly, just they've got problems, okay? When you get out of your car and you're in a park or you're on a trail, it'll be lovely. I think this is a better answer than looking for happiness. I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna, I wonder if it'll work. I wonder if it'll be wonderful. And I will be back, but I really, really need help with sanity. 
and I think this is a direction I can try. So I'll be back. I'll report back. Thanks. Bye-bye.